0: Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, Improving the Security of Software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. This is your host, Mark Miller. Many people in the OWASP community don't know Dennis Groves, and that's a surprise since he is one of the original co-founders of the movement. I was able to catch up with Dennis at APSEC USA in New York City and we had an interesting discussion about the beginnings of OWASP and what he sees in the future.
1: So what's your relationship to OWASP? I'm the founder of OWASP.
0: That's pretty big.
1: Well, I think it's serendipitous. The OWASP community is um, so many incredible people that I'm so lucky to be a part of that shared um, an early vision, perhaps a naive vision, that I had to make the world a better place through software security. And if I'd have been a chemical engineer, I might have worked on, you know, making clean water for African children or something like that. But um, what I seem to be very talented at is breaking everything I touch for whatever reason turned into kind of work in the quality assurance industry and and that turned into kind of an act to find oh not only did this break i can now do things that they never intended me to do and that kind of turned into security work in a lot of early of my early employment and i kind of got i guess channeled down this information security hmm. road again i th- serendipitously so
0: did did OWASP start around the kitchen table how did it start
1: well I was asked to commit crimes by an employer I was working for in um, early 2001 I said no I I cannot participate in committing crimes in the United States that employer thought that they will be able to sell software security if I hack a business without their authorization, and then I teach the salesperson how I hacked that business. And the sales guy could then go on the sales call and say, you know what, your, your business is so easy to hack, I bet I could do it and I'm a sales guy. And then he would do the thing that I taught him and then those people would be scared and it would reduce the sales cycle mm-hmm. greatly. And, you know, um, that came from the top brass of the company. They said, you know, we need to reduce the sales cycle. You need to do this for mm-hmm. us. And I said, no, I. that's against my ethical code, and it's against the law, and, and I won't be doing that. And I received a phone call that was... Monday of that week and I flow in I would fly into San Jose and fly home for the weekend and I flew home that Friday and on Sunday I received a voicemail saying that I was no longer welcome to come into the office cancel my flights I did and I happened to know who that uh, target was and I suspected they would go through with their plans Hmm. they did and, and and Mark Kerfey and I met and had some conversations together. And so, at least at that point of the founding, Mark and I believe that um, somebody has to do something, because there was an information asymm- asymmetry at that time the attackers knew, the businesses knew, and considered proprietary these techniques they had for breaking into websites and things like that. And the businesses didn't have this information. And so there was a great opportunity there, actually, to do blackmail instead of ethical business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was going on. We agreed that that was just unethical, right? And what could we do to stop that? Well, we could we could publish those secrets on, the, on a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we did, and that was the original OWASP Guide. Subsequently, the industry treated me like a black sheep for exposing the secrets, and, um, and many people, uh, I was threatened with lawsuits and other types of things. Um, in the end, the impact was uh, this community. I never did get sued. An incredible community grew up around so it. So
0: was the original idea for OWASP a simple documentation of the
1: exploits? Well, it wasn't just documentation of exploits. We, I documented how we performed these attacks so mm-hmm. that other people, perhaps businesses, could um, do it for themselves or that when they were being talked to by these different companies that maybe had um, less than ethical business motives, they were aware of what they were paying for and had some information equality when they went to market for services, right?
0: You've made the process transparent. What's to stop anybody else from using it?
1: Well, they do everyone in the world uses <laughs> it, <laughs> I like to think so i mean we we're we're cited in eighty seven different standards around the world that I know of mm-hmm. There may be more. I wouldn't be surprised if there' more. We used to catalog them on our website, and we kind of ran out of energy and and things to do that. That isn't down to me, and also the processes have changed over time as technology changes so rapidly over time. Really what's happened, the OWASP testing guide is a great example. The original OWASP guide I write, we had 15 authors. We may have had uh, uh, it wasn't as I didn't put it together alone. It, mm-hmm. There was a group of people who worked on it. Maybe it was 200 pages. And now the testing guide is a, a whole bunch of different testing guides. It's the, there's We have the code testing guide. We have um, you know, a series of mm-hmm. testing guides for different aspects of testing now, and one of them's even in six hundred pages. that idea had to adapt with time as well, and also other people had to step up and carry that torch to continue to make it meaningful and that's why I feel mm-hmm. like i'm part of i'm serendipitously a part of all these great people in this community that. I used to say we were, the, we were the world's leading experts in information security, and at the time that was arguably true, but it was also a lofty dream. It was true because we were the only guys doing it. It wasn't because we were deemed by our peers to be that, right? And I think that's a different level of, of, of acceptance.
0: Well, one of the things that has shown universal acceptance is some industries actually point to OWASP as an industry standard, like PCI, Yeah, you know, that one. Uh, a lot of people are using uh, the top 10 as prescriptive instead of just, just, these are ideas, they're saying, no, this is the
1: way we're gonna do stuff.
0: How do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I feel really flattered Personally and professionally that OWASP has had that kind of impact on organizations when I think about when I put on my systems architecture hat when I start thinking holistically and I start th- synthesizing different things into, into answers that we haven't reached as an industry yet I feel like it, there's a tug of war um, going on and, and, and I'm on one side of that I guess argument and so when I see something like the OWASP top 10 is it good advice it's great advice but I also think every business is unique and it offers a unique value proposition for its customers and its community and therefore advice like that is a once you know, it's kind of like a one-size-fits-all shoe. It mm-hmm. just—it mm-hmm. isn't really. The but isn't it the
0: eighty percent, and the the other twenty well, percent is the customization? Um,
1: I don't think so, hmm. but because it's—I've cataloged. I have a, a project called the Security Principles Project, and I've cataloged a hundred and ninety-three different security principles in uh, my, I guess, career as a security thinker, Mm -hmm. right, or philosopher. When I look at those, there's things in there that uh, people know about, such as separation of duty, which is rarely practiced in a web application. There are things like impact minimization, which is used in aerospace, it's used in safety engineering, it's used in, you know, even how you design Um, emergency preparedness systems and things like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we don't seem to be practicing those principles well in the information security industry and I find them to be far more Pareto efficient than some of the things we do do right Mm -hmm. and so and and I certainly haven't had the opportunity to review all you know 193 in practice in industry, and there might be even better nuggets of information in there, right? And those are uh, you know they're just grabbed from a whole variety of academic government sources, you uh, you know little things that are written in things like Sun Tzu and the 36. Um, strategies Mm -hmm. uh, that Japan wrote. So a lot of these military classics and other things kind of make up that corpus of ideas, which I call the security principles. Very often, you know, when I go and see a client, you see that, or even talk to security researchers, they might, they're more informed, they might know a dozen principles. And, Mm -hmm. And a client might have designed Um, their business around three you know or four or five even but there's a whole lot more out there that constitutes this emergent property we call security
0: in in relation to OWASP with that type of thinking how does that help formulate your ideas on how to move the organization forward what's your vision for moving forward with OWASP
1: well it's a community and, and my vision um, is that I don't get involved in a way. I so
0: you're not a Linus Torvalds, you're not going to control what's going oh, on? Oh, and I haven't
1: for a long, long, long time, right. since 2003.
0: It's the same way Patrick Dubois is running DevOps days too. I mean, that whole idea of let the community decide what's going to be best for itself.
1: Yeah. It's it's what's meaningful to them. It's what's meaningful. It's what's making impact in industry. I'm 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 not some softsayer that can see the future mm-hmm. and I, I you know, I couldn't I couldn't begin to ascertain what's important uh, tomorrow I think it's the 10,000 eyeballs out there that uh, much you know great things come from cooperation and people working together and and i I think that uh, the community minds itself very effectively so basically
0: if I heard you properly then OWASP is a foundation that other people can use to present their ideas to the community I mean you've got uh, Sarah and Samantha and Kate and Kelly running the framework of the organization, but the community is actually
1: welcome to do anything it wants with that framework pretty much so in in the 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 foundation's relatively new, and this is why I earlier mentioned uh, when we weren't on the on mm-hmm recording that the foundation is somewhat immature. It's, we're just getting started. And so in the early days, it was complete meritocracy. You know, Whoever ran the hardest and furthest in a direction was kind of the champion of whatever they were running further and mm-hmm. faster with. And, and that worked. A lot of great projects and things came up from that web goat, the, you know, the OWASP guide and the OWASP top 10. And, and some of those things remain relevant even to this day. And um, other things happened that that are actually quite old, and they're still technologically advanced today, right? And a community never really developed around that, mm-hmm. such as the LWASP LASP project, which actually detects LWASP top 10 issues in real time as a developer codes in Java in the Eclipse platform. Many people have never even heard of that project, for example, and it just never developed a robust ecosystem around it. So it wasn't evidently something that scratched an edge. Is it absolutely state of the art? It still is. Very few things are doing security testing in real time as the developer develops, for example. It's sort of like starting businesses. I think of OWASP in some sense as a is a is a place for people to come and exper- experiment so that they can try and push the envelope, right? So that we might find those pareto efficiencies or those those answers, those things that no one would pay you to do at work because they have a different economic incentive to get, you know, mm-hmm we we're not ready to try that we need this project to launch on time etc etc requirements changing things in flight almost was that place where we can come and and incubate that idea and see if it makes a difference right I think of it as a a platform for experimentation at the same time the communities become so large that it can't run purely on meritocracy government bodies Industry standards, as you said, um, and and other things are starting to look to us, right? And we yeah. we need a maturity, we need a strategy, we need to be able to tell our story from a mm-hmm. single voice, and that's where the foundation comes in, is to provide that structure. They're new at that; they're finding their feet at that, and 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 in some ways, you know, we we had government grants for the for the first time. Um, on some of our projects and 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 some projects receive donations like i'm part of one called AbSensor and we received two government grants this year and, and we're going to use those to have the book that we're writing you know professionally edited and get some you know a proper cover done and we're going to make books and we're going to give them away right because we think that the message is free but the mm-hmm. mission costs money and, and we're we're struggling with that balance right and finding our place and how can we how can we you know fund the mission so that we can get the message out right
0: the dilemma for me is, and I've created large large communities before is that at some time in the growth of the community the obligation of the platform changes yeah when you first start, it's all altruistic. I'm going to do this and get it going, and but it's yours. You own the idea, and you're moving forward with it. But at some time, the community starts to own it, and you have to back away. Yeah. So you recognize that point. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, that that was f- for me in 2003 through a series of you know events that changed my life. I. I'd been a dot-com millionaire and was able to devote all my time mm-hmm. to OWASP initially, and um, I was a dot-bomb bankruptcy as well. I had to go seek gainful employment, and I couldn't put my attentions towards OWASP the way I had in the past. I I. It's. I think it was serendipitous. You know, it it was good to get new blood and new people in there, and they did great things with it, and they mm-hmm. have continued right. to do great things with it. And um, it wasn't great wisdom or anything or planning. I think a lot of it was just a synthesis of interesting events that came together.
0: I've been talking with Dennis Groves, the founder. Co-founder.
1: Co-founder. Mark Kerfian and
0: I, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. You You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from... Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.